0: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, July 17th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Democrats are divided on Israel President Isaac Herzog and his upcoming address to Congress. Number two, the Freedom Caucus is urging moderates to embrace their agenda. And number three, we've got another congressional block on the military. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Israel President Isaac Herzog is coming to address Congress on Wednesday, and uh, this kind of blew up into really big news in a House Democratic Caucus scuffle over its support for the Jewish state.
1: Yeah, Anna, and welcome back. We haven't done the podcast together for a little (laughs) bit, so here we are back uh, bringing the... uh The uh, crew back together, I guess. Um, So here's what happened. Pramila Jayapal speaking at a uh, conference, um, a I think Netroots Nation, a kind of a progressive uh, conference. She said the Israeli state is racist. Now, this has caused a massive, massive fight in the House Democratic Caucus, which saw uh, Josh Gottheimer and Debbie Wasserman Schultz and a bunch of other Jewish members of the House Democratic Caucus released a statement criticizing her and the House Democratic leadership uh, in a rare move issued a statement saying the Israeli state is not racist. Now, this comes the week that uh, Isaac Herzog is coming to Washington. Um, He is the president of Israel, uh, a ceremonial figure for the most part. This is a big moment as the Israeli state celebrates its 75th anniversary. Um, Kevin McCarthy went to Israel, obviously, gave a speech in front of the Knesset a couple months ago. Herzog is now coming to Washington a little bit controversial because Netanyahu, Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister, has not been um, uh, invited to Washington. Um, But the White House tells us he will be before the end of the year. Now, and I think a lot of this has to do with the current scuffle in Israel over this judicial reform package. So uh, it should be put in that context, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's kind of two things that are uh, you know of, of interest here. One, just the fact that you do have. Uh, this divide in, in, Over Israel um, And the American-Israeli uh, relationship And uh, historically how far back it has gone um, You kind of see some tension points Here within the Democratic Party But certainly uh, coming uh, As Israel is dealing with Widespread protests And as they are, there's kind of this uh, Kind of you know issues Around judicial reform uh, And the independence of the judiciary Going to be Interesting to see what if anything Uh, The president says about that, but just an interesting kind of context as, you know, Herzog is also going to be meeting with the president uh, and, and is trying to shore up support for Israel in the Middle East. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning, Jake, a really interesting item uh, this morning by our colleague, Mika Solner, looking at the House Freedom Caucus and how its members are forcing their colleagues in swing districts to embrace red meat conservative causes as they hold the reins of the GOP conference. Uh, of course, we have seen this play out, uh, particularly in the last couple of le- weeks when it comes to uh, the military and the NDAA, uh, and kind of inserting quite a few culture war amendments in the defense authorization bill.
1: This is the problem here, and Mika lays it out really, really well. Um, the the Maca- Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, has been has has to cater, in his view, um, to the right wing of his conference with a narrow majority. Feels like he has to. But all that being said, there is another dynamic that's rearing its head, which is. There are moderates who are majority makers, not conservatives or not, not the far right of the conference who don't want to take these votes and who are going to have to pay for taking some of these votes theoretically. Um, So McCarthy, you know, usually, and we saw this with Nancy Pelosi a million times, there were efforts to try to stop more, you know. Uh, not fringe, but more, yeah, fringe is the right word, I guess I'd say Uh, more fringe uh, um, uh, elements from controlling the floor. McCarthy has chosen not to do that because there are more righties than there are moderates. So if they don't get their amendments, they can't pass things. Instead of trying to tamp that down, he lets that go and it's created this tension point between the right and the middle of the conference and something that's that that, you know, is going to rear its head in the elections in the in the midterm, ele- the, not the midterm elections, the 2024 congressional elections, which, by the way are only 16 months away, uh, and less than 16 months away. So this is something that we've seen since 2010, uh, and we've had to, uh, every Republican speaker has to uh, deal with this because this is just how the Republican conference is, and this is how McCarthy's dealing with it, which is probably, uh, you know, I would say less effective um, when it comes to keeping your majority. But listen, majorities are won and lost, not on one thing, but on many things.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think the interesting thing here, too, though, really is the decision by McCarthy, right? Like, yes, the Freedom Caucus, the fact that they're trying to push some of these uh, culture war amendments, not surprising to me. I think the fact and I think what we are seeing, you know, we're, we're six months into, um, you know, McCarthy's leadership style, how he is dealing with the different factions. And also, I think the, you know, as much as the moderates might complain, I think we talk about this a lot personally, um, and, and publicly, that they don't often use their power. A five-seat majority allows for any individual group to be very powerful. And so far, the Freedom Caucus is the one that is willing to exert that power. All right, let's go to the number three story of the morning, a very interesting item by Andrew Desiderio, who's all over uh, defense uh, and and funding and, and some of the issues that we've been covering for the past months around military promotions. But now he's got an item about House Armed Service Committee Chair Mike Rogers, the Republican from that key state of Alabama, blocking all Defense Department reprogramming requests in order to force a final decision on the U.S. Space Command headquarters. Uh, this is a significant escalation, escalation, Jake, as he pushes the Pentagon to officially name Huntsville, Alabama, as the home base for Space Command.
1: This is this is all caught up, Anna, in the big tiff between Tommy Tuberville, the Republican from Alabama, the senior senator from Alabama now, and uh, the Pentagon. Tuberville has been um, blocking basically all military promotions, including the the chairman of the Joint Chiefs because of abortion policy at the Pentagon. So um, there, there's there been some talk that they're going to strip the Space Command headquarters from Alabama and give it to someone else like Colorado because of this, um, because of, of Tuberville's blockade. Now, reprogramming is something that's probably, I would say, undercovered in the federal government. There are, Agencies can with after jumping through some hurdles, reprogram money that Congress appropriates and obligates to other efforts. This is something that the Pentagon does, something that a lot of agencies do with the consent, more or less, of Congress. Rogers putting a halt on that, trying to force the Biden administration's hand is a big, is another step here in the uh, continuing scuffle between between Congress and the administration when it comes to abortion policy, something we're going to obviously be covering a ton going forward
0: all right with that one quick thing super excited uh tomorrow night you and i are going to be talking quantum uh with senators todd young the republican from indiana and representative Ro Khanna, the democrat from california it's going to be a really interesting conversation you can RSVP at our events hub for cocktails and conversation uh, on capitol hill would love to see some folks out there tomorrow for that If you like The Daily Punch, please share it on social media. Leave us a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. If you like what you hear on The Daily Punch and want to go just a little deeper, you can sign up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.